Welcome to everyone. I will just offer my pronouns first. Om Ajnana Timirandasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Ummilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sahodito Gauradaya Pushpavanto Chitrasando Tamodo Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha So we continue with um, the topic uh, on the role of the Vaishnavi saints in our Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. And uh, I was a little bit reconsidering um, uh, what to present because uh, it felt like, although it's very purifying to read the bi biographies of the uh, Vaishnavi saints, at the same time, it's probably nice to also a little bit uh, open the discussion about the nowadays topics on, on Vaishnavi, gurus, and um, very kindly Sharada has uh, helped me with the question she has raised uh, from the last lecture. And uh, the question was about um, whether the, how comes that after Mahaprabhu who made such a reform, etc., cetera, um, the, the, the female gurus were not more present. And um, I went through several of the lectures of Guru Maharaj and um, I have um, found some uh, explanations from his side about the topic. And um, it is uh, very interesting that he points it out that practically from Mahaprabhu on, the, the main two uh, lineages of gurus, one is uh, from Janava, uh, which is, of course, the female guru here. And she has given the Madhurya Rasa. And then the other one is coming from Nityananda Prabhu with the Sakya Rasa. And uh, his son, Virabhadra Goswami, he was uh, influenced by both of them, practically. And um, he also gave a very deep explanation. I'm very grateful to, to listen to uh, because there is a big of um, a lot of preaching or a lot of uh, how to say misreading of the scriptures, where um, um, it was more stressed on the Varna Ashram system, the idea of how the uh, women should behave, but practically, um, Bhakti is beyond the Varnashram system as Guru Maharaj is always explaining and uh, that um, uh, here Mahaprabhu was preaching the Prema Dharma and it goes be beyond the Varnashram and practically if we have to follow this Varnashram system then uh, Bhakti would be covered by karma be like more powerful and um, that is why there is no consideration um, of uh, men or a woman to be an acharya. 
but anyway it it was rather a social system like to answer the question why there is no more Vaishnavis who are gurus and the reason is that um, uh, that practically the social system is in, in India was like this and the female gurus were rather an exception but nowadays we can see that the things are changing practically we are the like after Prabhupada and then the next generation of um, his disciples who are like the first western uh, generation gurus we are the the next one their disciples and um, it's already our social system is completely different from the one in India and uh, most probably this will change in the future and um, there will be much more um, Guru Vaishnavis and um, and as a whole um, for me it was a complete relief to, to listen to Guru Maharaj's classes on the topic because um, uh, if one should uh, constantly think of uh, limiting oneself to um, that a uh, woman should always be protected by a man or her son or her father, husband, etc. And that's practically not our uh, culture here in the West, nor it's like um, uh, on both sides, there is no such a mentality, men or, on, or a woman. And um, so in this case, he, he has also commented that it is, um, there should be no difference from which level uh, a man or a woman can be a guru, meaning if they're in, from Nishta, for example, there are many claims recently that uh, women should be pure devotees and then they can become gurus, but men can be from lower level. So in this case, he also explained that this should not be the case. And um, there are many other different, uh, let's say, uh, explanations uh, he has given on this exact topic, but practically this is only some part I'm mentioning and that's not um, exactly our, <clears throat> um, our topic to speak about the female gurus nowadays. So um, today I have prepared to uh, read to you about um, the next uh, big Vaishnavi and very famous Janava Mais, of course, the absolute leader in this sense, but um, Ganga Mata Goswamini is the next one. And uh, she's very, um, famous, although um, as a whole, not so many, uh, not so much information is uh, gathered. I mean, there's here and there in some places one can find. So I would um, uh, read you or explain you about her story, which is also very interesting. And um, she was also, Interestingly, she was also giving initiations to um, some uh, uh, disciples uh, and um, 
uh, Babaji is coming from um, uh, from the line of Shemananda Prabhu, which were wearing this uh, Nipura uh, Tilak. And uh, so she was really prominent. And um, she was actually a princess uh, of the King Naresh Narayan. And she was called Sachi Devi in the beginning. And from the very early childhood, she showed uh, devotion to the Lord. Uh, she refused to get married. And then she want, wanted only to serve Krishna. Uh, after her parents passed away, she took the responsibility to govern the kingdom. And uh, after that, she just left the kingdom and she went uh, on a pilgrimage because she was searching for a spiritual master. She reached Vrindavan and she met there a very uh, famous Vaishnava scholar, Haridas Pandit. He directly refused her to give her diksha because she was uh, from royal ascendance, but descendant. <laughs> but um, he saw um, that she was very uh, determined because she was actually, uh, she started to follow uh, big austerities uh, and she was just begging from door to door and uh, and then he finally gave her uh, initiated her into the mantra uh, after that she went to live in uh, radakunda with lakshmi priya this was a elder god sister of her who was chanting 192 rounds of Mahamantra every day. And they were going every day to uh, make parikrama about, around Govardhan. And uh, after that, she went to Jagannath Puri to restore the house of Sarva Bauma Bhattacharya. And there she every day lectured on Srimad Bhagavatam and became very popular. She accepted many disciples, including brahmanas and kings. Uh, there is a story uh, because there was a Ganga Sagar Mela and she decided, uh, very, she wanted very much to, uh, to take bath exactly in this. Ganga Sagar is the place where Ganga is entering the Indian Ocean. And it's a holy place, of course, where there are Melas uh, going on. And on the night before the Mela, uh, Lord Jagannath spoke to her in a dream and he advised her to bath in Shveta Ganga tank. This is uh, Shveta Ganga is in Puri, close to the temple of Jagannath. And, uh, and um, she entered the pond there and very strong currents suddenly in a mysterious way have transported her uh, to this faraway place where thousands of pilgrims were bathing in Ganga. This is like the, the place where the Mela was going on. And few seconds later, she was carried by some by the waters directly inside the temple of Lord Jagannath. And there, the pandas, these are the, uh, those who take care of Jagannath, when they heard some disturbance, they found her standing before the altar of Jagannath and they thought that she's a thief. And uh, 
she was uh, thrown into jail. And later that night in a dream, Lord Jagannath uh, told the king that uh, my dear devotee Sachi Devi wanted to bath in the, uh, in the Ganga, in the Ganga Sagar Tirtha. And because Ganga comes from my lotus feet, when Sachi entered Shveta Ganga, she reached my lotus feet. The pandas who are under your control abused her. Now you and all the pandas should beg her forgiveness and take initiation from her. Otherwise, I will no longer accept any seva from the pandas and you will experience a, a result. So Lord Jagannath also inspired the king to donate the, the house of Sarvabhamo Bhattacharya to Sachi. And she accepted in order to fulfill the order of her guru. Sachi Devi also became very famous after this in all the Jagannath Puri as Ganga Mata Goswami, because Ganga like washed her directly by the desire of Jagannath. So the king and all the, um, the Brahmanas of the, of the temple became her disciples. Uh, about the Haridas Pandit, who is her guru, there is an explanation in Chaitanya Charitamrita. And um, it's explained that his guru was Ananta Acharya, who was disciple of Gadadhar Pandit. And um, um, so this is like the line no? uh, they're explaining. And it is said that uh, Gadadhar's uh, Ananta Acharya's body was always overwhelmed by ecstasy of Krishna Prema. And, um, he was a reservoir of all good qualities. And um, Haridas Pandit actually first, um, he put such a um, uh, test to, to see how qualified she. And he, he told her to, to live as a pure devotee in Vrindavan and to be constantly observed in Bhajan. So, um, uh, so her determination and her austerities were so big that everyone became impressed and the guru himself. Uh, so uh, just a moment. Uh, so the, um, the other elder disciple who he brought together to accompany um, Ganga Mata Goswamini, which is uh, Lakshmi Priya. Uh, she was um, uh, also like very fixed in her bhajan. So they both could um, uh, support each other and make, make all the parikramas and everything. Also in the Sarvabhama Bhattacharya's house, it is said that Ganga Mata Goswamini she was uh, worshiping uh, the special um, Damodara Shalagram, which was left there by Sarvabhama Bhattacharya himself. And um, there she established the first class worship of the Shalagrama, according to all the traditions. And uh, uh, exactly her Siddhantic interpretations on Bhagavatam uh, were like attracting many people, many devotees there. So um, that's why they were coming not only from Puri, but from 
much more distant places. And um, the king's name at that time was uh, Mukundadev. And uh, he was having also this darshan of Jagannath. And uh, he, uh, he wanted to donate her a place uh, on the banks of the Ganges because this was the desire of Jagannath. And also, um, uh, Yeah, so um, there is um, a god specifically uh, called after her at, uh, in Puri. Um, there is uh, two verses of the story practically, but in both uh, the king and all the brahmanas there, are becoming uh, specifically uh, her disciples. And uh, so Sachi Devi was very happy because she realized that, um, uh, that all this which happened was uh, the pastime of Lord Jagannath. And um, she gave blessings to everyone uh, after this uh, case, after this, what happened. And um, there is uh, also a famous story of one Smarta Brahmana. His name was Mahidhar Sharma. And he came to the banks of Shveta Ganga to worship his ancestors. But he heard about the glories of Ganga Matabu's family and he was very eager to have her darshan. So um, after accepting him, Ganga Mata has asked him what's the purpose of his visit. And he explained that um, uh, he came to, to pray for, for his ancestors and he wanted to listen to her explanation of Siddhanta of Bhagavatam. So he was very astonished after hearing her giving the discourse on Bhagavatam. And uh, he asked for a shelter at her lotus feet. And on a very auspicious day, she initiated him into the Radha Krishna mantra of 10 syllables. Um, so after that, he preached in all the area where he lived uh, throughout whole Bengal. Uh, there is a, um, in the yard of Sarvabhaum Bhattacharya's house are both samadhis of him and um, of her. I hope next time if I have the opportunity to show you um, the pictures, I will be able to show you some of those. Um, so, uh, and there is another very famous story about her uh, because in um, um, in Jaipur, uh, there is a deity which is called Sri Shyamarai and it was uh, worshipped by a Brahmin. 
And one night the deity appeared to the Brahmin in his dream and told him that he should take him to Puri and hand him to Gangamata Goswamini. Uh, so following the order of the deity, the Brahmin went to Puri and presented Sri Shamarai to her. And on the order of Gangamata Goswamini, the king renovated the old palace of Sri Sarvabhama Bhattacharya and she established there Sri Shamaroi. And he's still being worshipped there today. Um, And there is a small note from Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada about uh, Gangamata Goswamini and the line which come from Haridas and Ananta Acharya. It is there described that um, he says that Ananta Acharya was actually Sudevi, one of the eight principal gopis. And this is stated in Gauraganadesha Deepika. And uh, there is also another statement that he was also formerly Anantacharya, Sudevi Gopi in Braja. And one second. Aha. And also Vinoda Manjari. And uh, so. Um, there is said that several Siddha Babajis were initiated in her line and they can be traced back to Gadadhar Pandit. So in this uh, sense, she was very much recognized uh, there in the, the whole Vaishnava society. Uh, I have also found um, very interesting information which um, I'll be able to read you next time about uh, more current Vaishnavis from previous century. And they, um, they were very famous, especially for their Arjuna, how they were worshiping their deities and the relationship they had. And um, there's a very nice investigation on uh, a more like uh, modern Vaishnavi saints from um, uh, German devotee and uh, he explains that out, out of the 12 uh, given um, um, in a it's a, like uh, more it's a book from previous uh, century written about the famous Vaishnavas of the last centuries uh, out of 12 Vaishnavi saints five are in, in Gaudiya lineage so we will also read about them a little bit um, and if there is a desire about it we can also uh, speak a little more about the topic of the female gurus and uh, women in the nowadays but um, as per uh, Guru Maharaj, uh, most probably now, <clears throat> more and more um, Vaishnavis will be also uh, having this role. And um, it's always a question of 
realization, of course, and qualities. Uh, this was everything I want to share with you for today. If there are any questions, comments, anything would like you would like to add? It is also Guru Maharaj mentioning that uh, in the past, practically those who were taking initiation in a Vaishnava lineage, they were uh, taking away their Brahmana thread in order to show that they get out from the Varna Ashram system. So it was also very interesting what Guru Maharaj is also following nowadays. Um, Sharada? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, yes, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, sorry, Paul. I was just going to ask about that. Did they have the sacred thread? Did the, the Vaishnavis have the sacred thread or not? Uh, what did you ask if the Vaishnavis, if the women yes, had the sacred thread? Uh, still have the same, everything the same. As far as I know, it was only men who were uh, having the thread, and they, after taking initiation, they were removing it because uh, this in the Varnashram system practically. Um, always uh, man is the like, acting as a guru, so to say, and shelter of the woman. So she's always sheltered under uh, father, husband, then son. So uh, those brahmanas who were uh, taking away their, initiate, uh, their thread, they were like um, uh, giving up this, but women were not wearing it. So, as per their social system. Oh, I see. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. And Guru Maharaj also, as far as I know, I heard from Padmana Maharaj, he has um, stopped giving this thread with the idea that um, it's it was Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada who has established this. And uh, he put it exactly for the reason that. Um, uh, to get, get more recognition and more respect at that time it was uh, historically how the circumstances were because um, we know that um, uh, the line after Mahaprabhu was distorted they were apasampradayas um, popping up and practically Bhaktivinoda Thakur also made a lot of effort to um, make it more respectful, recognized, etc. That's why also Hari Bhakti Vilas was written the way it is. And also Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Prabhupada, he established this thread in order to gain respect from, from the Brahmanas of the society and as a whole of all the uh, 
layers of the society because they respected the same. It was spoken about the sannyas uh, clothes, no, and uh, the position of sannyas because they were respecting, recognizing if somebody is sannyas or somebody is wearing a brahmana thread, etc. It was considered um, more elevated, etc. So at that time he established this. Um, Although there is a famous, um, uh, he, he's giving, uh, this was a Vaishnava Ke called, um, it's a small booklet of Bhaktisiddhanta Prabhupada. And there is explained how um, mm, that uh, Vaishnava is much more elevated by uh, Brahmana. He spoke in front of uh, all the Brahmanas there. He first glorified all the qualities, the Brahmanas, and they were very, very pleased. And that after that, he uh, explained how much more elevated is Vaishnava. He's uh, having not just the qualities of Brahmanas, but also the, the, the devotion to Krishna, that Bhakti is much higher than the Varnashram. And we know the famous shloka there that we chant uh, from Mahaprabhu, one of his famous quotes that he's saying that I'm not a Brahmana, I'm not a Kshatriya, Vaishya, etc. So in this connection, establishing this uh, doctrine and this idea and bringing Bhakti above and beyond this uh, uh, Dharma and Varnashrama, he... So after now, nowadays, uh, we don't have in the West specifically this Brahmana thread recognition or nobody knows what it is so it's a bit like going back like Guru Maharaj is doing now going back to this time when they were like uh, removing their Brahmana thread and being like released from all recognition of your ashrama or your varna or anything but entering to, into the Vaishnava tradition in this way Thank you. Yes, it's kind of interesting where, where the objects, whether the objects were passed down or not, because that usually were in families, weren't they? The Shalagram Sheila and the and the thread. But thank you. Yes, it's 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 just you mean that, happening. Thank you. Yeah, when you worship the Shalagram Sheila, you need to have a Brahmana thread. Yes, I think so. That's what, as far as I have heard, anyway. Yes, mm -hmm. it's usually together and usually passed down in the families. So, mm -hmm. so in this case, uh, when there's a change, um, that there's a change of that too. And it's good that Bhakti will prevail over this. <laughs> it's just good to know. Thank you. Yeah, I... I do not know. I have no information about the connection of worship of Shilagram, Shila, and uh, Brahmana thread. Maybe somebody else who knows more about it could. That's so. okay. Yeah. <laughs> as long as Bhakti prevails, that's, that's the main thing. <laughs> Thank you. But thanks for the question and for the, for the comments. Our 
Okay. If there are no other questions or comments. Thank you very much for. I think Anga Shakti was trying to say something. Oh, you yes. You have to go in the English channel if you want to speak, Ganga Shakti. Uh -huh. Yes, it is like to click on. Uh, no, not you, just Ganga Shakti. Yeah, I'm explaining to her to click on language and English and mute original audio. If you, uh huh, now click English and maybe a problem with mic. I think so. Mm. She also had yesterday, I think. Okay, anyway. <laughs> She can ask me and I can present it next time to find. I also got a very nice article from Shamananda Prabhu. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, it's from the Jiva Institute and um, uh, I will study on it. It's um, yeah about the number of uh, male and female gurus in the history, how it was developing, etc. And it's also interesting. So I will be able to... <clears throat> bring it for the next time. Okay. Thank you very much. Shri Mansat Vidasiki, Jai.